Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Welcome to the story. Academy Days, Episode 45, Grace. Carmen Oliver fingered the framed acceptance letter. Mom, you didn't have to put it behind glass. Mom sniffled and wiped a finger beneath one eye. My only daughter is going off to college. Don't you know how proud I am? How proud Nana would be? You're the first generation in our family to take a step like this. Mom blew her nose. And Bible college? I didn't even know such a thing existed when I was your age. Carmen settled into the corner of the couch, rereading the letter. She shouldn't be holding it in her hands right now. She'd applied only a few weeks before the beginning of the semester would begin. Maybe it was because the program was new and the school was desperate for candidates. Maybe it was God working everything out for good. Yeah, it was that second one. It'd been that day by the mountain pool, her feet in the water, the stars overhead, and the realization that she liked to listen. And after listening, how much she enjoyed exploring the ways God's truth should shape life. A Bachelor of Science in Counseling and Communication. Four years. Would she know enough? Be good enough? What if she hadn't learned enough in high school and everybody else knew way more? What if she wasn't as good at listening and talking and analyzing and writing as she'd thought? What if... No, wait. That wasn't the point. Carmen settled the frame on the side table. God was saying, this way, follow me. What came next was up to him. So, Mom straightened the frame and brushed her hands together. Mrs. Sawyer really wants to have the party catered. Mom, Carmen buried her head in her hands. I just want a nice barbecue like we had at the Winters at the beginning of the summer. Just Mr. Winters grilling hamburgers and setting off fireworks and people sitting around a campfire. Maybe some homemade ice cream. I know, I know. So, I told her, you really wouldn't be comfortable with a hired string quartet. A what? Carmen collapsed back against the arm of the couch. Mom howled. I'm kidding, Carmen. I talked Mrs. Sawyer down to just buying a new ice cream maker. It's digital and can make ten gallons at a time. Carmen rolled her eyes. Maybe I'll take it to college with me and start a side business to pay my way through. Mom coughed. About that, she, uh, mentioned she'd started a fund. Carmen sat up again. That's it. I have to talk to her about all this. Pushing aside the curtain at the balcony doors, Mom peered outside. Well, her car is just pulling into the driveway. Maybe you should catch her now, before her big dinner tonight. Remember, she's hosting donors in the city council over the updates to Riverside Park. Carmen stood up. Okay. She grabbed the photo album with the black and white pictures of the Mallory sisters and headed down the hallway to the back stairs. She could take the elevator, 
but the stairs would give her more time to think about how to nicely say, Stop spending money on me in order to assuage your guilt over past failure. How would someone with a B.A. in communications and counseling say it? In four years, she'd know. A shivery wave of tensed muscles brought her to a stop on the second floor landing. Maybe she should already know. Maybe if she was supposed to major in communication, she should already just intuitively know how to handle the situation gracefully. Stop worrying and just get this over with, Carmen. She pushed open the door on the ground floor and stepped into the hallway behind the kitchen, then crossed into the dining room and out into the long hallway that led from the front door, past the staircase, and to the sunroom. Mrs. Sawyer would go to her solarium to rest before heading upstairs to dress for dinner. Carmen padded across the wood floor in her stocking feet and stepped onto the tiles of the sunroom. Carmen, I feel like I've barely seen you since we came back from North Carolina, Mrs. Sawyer said. Sit. Would you like a macaron? I smuggled a box in while Edie was distracted by the delivery of the new ice cream maker. Did you know I bought one? It makes ten gallons of ice cream at a time. Mrs. Sawyer adjusted the folds of a white crocheted blanket over her knees and leaned back against some pillows on a low daybed. I heard, Carmen said, sitting down on a wicker chair. She rubbed her palms in gentle circles on her knees. How are you feeling? Are the medicines and the therapies still helping? Carmen folded her hands in her lap. The rubbing motion was just a habit now, something she caught herself doing when worried. Yeah, they are. I think I'll be able to handle college much better than I would have been able to a year ago. Nice bridge, Carmen. Now, about college. I want you to know, Carmen, that I'm setting up a fund to assist you. I know how expensive education is, not from personal experience, that sort of thing wasn't part of the picture for me when I was a young woman, but you already know all about that. However, my lawyer tells me that college is very expensive. Carmen fingered the photo album as Mrs. Sawyer explained that each semester's cost would be covered at the outset, leaving Carmen free to concentrate on studies and to recuperate fully each summer. How does that sound, dear? Carmen took a deep breath. Mrs. Sawyer, I really appreciate everything you've done for my mom and me, but I, I don't want you to feel like you have to do all these things. I don't want you to do them out of, I mean, to feel pressured to do them because... Carmen felt warmth prickling from her ears and down her neck. I... I realize that you still regret things that happened in the past. She flipped the album open to reveal the three Mallory sisters. Your youngest sister, Lily, was wheelchair-bound, wasn't she? Mrs. Sawyer jerked. Was Lily... why, yes? Mrs. Sawyer curled her fingers into the delicate weave of her blanket. She gazed at the picture Carmen held up. 
I thought that album was lost somewhere among the books in the library. I haven't been able to find it for several years. It was on a closet shelf up in the apartment. Carmen handed the album over. I guess what I wanted to say is, I'm not Lily, and you don't have to pay for what happened to her by lavishing stuff on me. Wow, way to be brutal, Carmen. Hopefully this communications major included a course on diplomacy. Mrs. Sawyer clutched the album, but after only a few seconds, she lifted her head and stared towards the pine trees behind the windows. I am perfectly aware of who you are, Carmen, she said. I I didn't mean that you weren't mentally. Carmen Oliver, when someone does something nice for you, the polite thing to do is to say thank you and accept the gift. I know, but... And to accuse me of doing something out of guilt, rather than out of a genuine desire to help, out of a genuine feeling of gratitude to your mom, and despite our not having blood relations, out of grandmotherly love. Mrs. Sawyer snapped the album closed. You are very mature for your age, Carmen. But you are only 18. The world is unfeeling. You should accept grace where it is given. Grace? Mrs. Sawyer's chin jerked up an inch. I happen to know about the word. It's not in the sole ownership of the religious. At its roots, I think. All right, all right. None of your esoteric mumbo-jumbo. The point is, I know you've done nothing to earn my gifts, and don't be so conceited as to ever think you could take the place of my gentle sister. For one thing, severe polio meant she would never recover. Your disease is obviously treatable, and for another thing, I do not believe anything on this earth could atone for my abandoning my sister. My Lily, I don't lie to myself, Carmen. Nausea gripped Carmen at her throat. She'd done this thing all wrong. Mrs. Sawyer locked her deep-set eyes on Carmen. Now will you accept my gift? Carmen swallowed. Yeah, she whispered. Mrs. Sawyer touched her phone and a distant bing sounded from somewhere in the house. Edie is coming to help me prepare for tonight. I know you don't prefer to attend, but feel free to come down to the kitchen and sample anything you want. Okay. Carmen stood. I'm sorry, Mrs. Sawyer. I guess... I don't know. I I was thinking about it all from one angle. Mrs. Sawyer rubbed her phone screen against her blanket and studied the polished surface. What do people say these days? No worries. Now, scoot. I have to have energy for this evening. Carmen took the elevator back upstairs. How did it go? Mom asked, as Carmen trudged through the living room. Awful, Carmen said, as she closed herself into her bedroom. 
She eased onto her bed and buried her face in a pillow in preparation for a good cry. You were talking about grace, weren't you? Carmen swirled her spoon through her soft-serve ice cream and looked across the picnic table at Ira. When I was venting at the resort, you said I'd feel better if I'd done something to deserve all the things Mrs. Sawyer was doing for Mom and me. But it was a trick question, wasn't it? You were talking about grace. Ira shoved a mounded spoonful of ice cream into his mouth and nodded, somehow eating and grinning at the same time. You don't have to be so pleased about being right, Carmen said. I'm eating ice cream. I can't help but be pleased. Carmen rolled her eyes. Anyway, I was geared up to be this big witness and make a profound connection about how she could never do enough for others to pay for the past. Only Jesus can pay for our pasts. But she turned the whole thing over on my head. And she was right, too. Ira scraped the bottom of his dish. I think you can still make the connection. Just use yourself as the example instead of her. Oh, Carmen smoothed her ice cream into a soft peak. This is all very humbling. Which isn't a bad thing. Carmen eyed her best friend, who was currently licking the last vestige of ice cream from his styrofoam bowl. And pride goes before the fall. That chocolate dribble on your shirt is not attractive. Iris swiped at the smeared ice cream just as his phone rang. Hello, Lacey? What are you talking about? He switched to speakerphone, bringing Lacey's voice into clarity mid-sentence. And nobody answered the door, but there were two people doing lawn care, and they said the Pellas were on vacation. Did you know they were going on vacation? Ira raised his eyebrows at Carmen. No, Carmen said. London never said. Carmen's with you? Where are you guys? The ice cream igloo, Ira said. Oh, bring me a vanilla mocha twist, will you? In a bowl. Anyway, so this couple was doing lawn care at the Pella's house when I stopped by, and I realized the lady looked familiar. She looks like the one who said she was writing an article and asked London all those nosy questions. You know, this was back after I'd read all those articles about porch pirates, so I wasn't fooled. I knew something was fishy. Then she left without telling us what magazine she wrote for and when the article was going to be published. So now, what's she doing pulling weeds out of Mrs. Pella's marigold bed? Carmen and Ira stared at each other. What is she talking about? Ira whispered. Carmen shrugged. Lacey, I'm sure it's all fine. You know Mrs. Pella does decorating for that senator. He probably called them up to do some work for him or something. But London would be texting us all about it. You know London... When she's not gabbing, she's texting. True. Carmen licked her spoon. And my going away party is tomorrow night. She's going to miss it. That stinks. Lacey huffed, sending crackles through the speaker. They've never had hired yard care before. So maybe the senator pays really well, and they can afford it now, Iris said. Stop worrying. We'll be home with your ice cream in 15 minutes. 
They said goodbye and headed for the order window. That girl needs to write a book, Ira mumbled. Her imagination is wild. The next evening, Carmen looked across the backyard of Mrs. Sawyer's house, where friends and family sat around eating and talking. Everybody looked so happy. She glanced over at Lacey, who was currently picking the crust off of a hot dog bun with her fingernail. Stop that, Carmen said. It's gross. But what if those yard care people did something to the Pellas? Why hasn't London texted? She drops her phone a lot, remember? She was bound to break it one of these days. Lacey straightened. You're right. Then her shoulders rolled forward again. But that lady really did look like the fishy magazine writer. Twins and close lookalikes are a thing. Aren't they called doppelgangers or something? Sometimes people just look like somebody else. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to stop worrying. Volleyball, Ira yelled. Carmen grimaced. There was no way she was going to punch anything with her fist. She needed to keep her joints in good order if she was to hit the ground running her first semester of college. Go play, Lacey. Everybody gathered on the court beyond the pine trees, and Edie helped Mrs. Sawyer move her lawn chair while Carmen followed with her own seat. They settled side by side to watch the game. Carmen cleared her throat. So, I started packing this morning. Oh, yes. Mrs. Sawyer slid her feet out of her sandals. And, uh, the zipper broke on my suitcase, and, well, I remembered how you offered to lend me some luggage. Of course! I bought a whole new set for a cruise trip I took two years ago. Please take them. I don't plan to go on any big trips for months. Carmen smiled. Okay, thanks. Mrs. Sawyer reached over and gave Carmen's hand a squeeze. You, you taught me something, Carmen said. I did? A smart girl like you? Yeah. Carmen took a deep breath. You taught me something about grace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Please check out my website, judithdestefano.com. Be back soon.